Hi guys, welcome to FMB Radio. This is Community Conversations with Deja and Lily. So this week we're going to be talking about International Women's Day. So that would have been on last Monday on the 8th of March. Beforehand, uh, today is Mother's Day, so happy Mother's Day to all our mamas that are listening. This week's episode, we're going to be talking, like I said, about International Women's Day, what feminism means to us, um, how we identify as feminists, the celebrations and achievements to be had for women in 2021, as well as some of the contemporary issues that we still need to overcome. As always, we'll be bringing it back to Nottingham and keeping it local. So we'll be talking about the successes of women in Nottingham, as well as some support resources that are available to women in Nottingham that may require such support. Yeah, so let's talk a bit about what International Women's Day is. So this was first celebrated in 1911. And every year we celebrate just all of the achievements that women have made and the progress we've made in making ourselves more equal to men. So this might be, you know, economically, socially, the cultural achievements that we've made around the world. Um, And yeah, so our theme for this year, for 2021, is choose to challenge. And this is basically setting out the challenge to everyone in their everyday life to go against and stand up to people or, you know, things in their work, in school, something someone might have said, things that go against equality for women. Um, And I guess this is a way of just making change in a small way so everybody can contribute and do their part. So I guess first, let's talk a bit about, you know, what we think feminism is, whether we are feminists and maybe some of the icons and people that we look up to. So I think um, I'm definitely a feminist. And for me, feminism is all about choice. So everyone, every woman should have the right and the freedom to choose how she wants to live her life. If she would rather stay at home and raise children and have family, that's completely okay. And then if she wants to pursue a career, that's absolutely okay. If she wants to do both, that's amazing. So for me, yeah, I'm definitely a feminist. And for me, it's all about choice and freedom to express yourself and to pursue whatever you choose to. How about you, Lily? Yeah, no, I'd say my view of it is pretty similar. I'm definitely a feminist. Um, I think, yeah, the most important thing for me is to just stop the singling out of women, you know, and making us thinking of us as different from men and just changing this view and being equal and being able to both of us do what we want to do. And yeah, not have these set rules and set standards and things that we have to live up to. Um, You know, things like with work, I know a lot of people feel that pressure to have children early or to like give up their job and their career so that they can have kids. And then, you know, often their husband or boyfriend or whatever it is gets to carry on with their work. And yeah, I think it's difficult because obviously like for me anyway, I still want to have kids, but I think that it's important to remember that there isn't this huge rush and like it is important to fulfill your, you know, your dreams and your aims in life. Like obviously there's life after pregnancy, but I'm just saying some of the things that are a bit harder to do with kids, like I think definitely it's important that women are able to prioritize what they want to do. I think as well, like, there is still this big thing, like, about women and children. Yeah. And although, you know, we have made all these pro- all this progress in society, 
towards you know women in work you know choice for women there is always still the expectation but when are you fitting children into that mm-hmm. like I personally I'm adamant that I don't want my own children yeah and a lot of people I know also feel the same way but mm-hmm. whenever I say that there's always like oh yeah but you will eventually yeah but when I know guys that say that it's just kind of accepted so yeah. I think yeah it's, it's all about choice I, I think definitely. yeah I agree I don't think that having kids is you know like then be all and end or don't think it's necessarily the like thing you need to do and well you know I think it's really about personal choice and I think yeah it's just about doing what makes you happy and at the end of the day like none of these decisions are wrong so yeah I I fully agree I think that there is a big pressure for marriage and children and you know the whole thing of yeah you you got a timer your eggs are gonna whatever (laughs) deteriorate like all of that aging and all of those pressures that women face it is it's a lot because I feel like what I'm 21 and I even think recently I've been thinking like so what's my plan with everything like job and then what and how do I fit it all in and like and then I was like right no I'm just gonna focus on what I want right now and kids is not what I want right now no exactly so do you have any female heroes in particular people that you look up to and inspire you yeah so I guess I'm pretty lucky because I have two other sisters um so it's three of us girls and then I live with also my mum my dad um I'd say like my mum is definitely a really strong um role model for me and both my sisters are luckily like we're all really close so I feel like I can you know be open with them about a lot of stuff um ask them for advice and all of that kind of thing um and yeah I think my mum has definitely taught us all to be yeah like good <laughs> people I I do really look up to her so what about you yeah similar to be honest like there's a lot of women in my family a lot of single mums in my family um and yeah I've just got mad respect for them pursuing whatever it is that rings to their tune you know whatever Mm -hmm. they think is fulfilling for their lives I think as well like in terms of in the media and like you know your celebrities I proper rate Rihanna and Cardi B like I think they're so respectful for how they express themselves in whatever way they see fit they don't allow themselves to be defined by society or men um they're both very sexualized people and they don't allow that to be that's not for the sake of anyone else but themselves yeah isn't there that video with rihanna where it's like an interview and someone says what are you looking for in a man like or something like that and what does she say i can't remember but her reply is just like is basically is like I don't need a man like why are you asking me these questions and I think um like yeah that went viral and I think yeah what she stands for is really good because she basically just like you know so many women especially in music in their interviews you know you think they'd be asked about their music like how they made it all of the stuff that goes behind it but the main questions that people want to know is like who are you dating who's Mm -hmm. your newest like boyfriend what like all of that kind of thing that's just so unimportant and it should just be private anyway but yeah I don't know why that is the like number one go-to topic definitely I think like whilst yeah we still have we've come a long way and you know there are 
like Rihanna, she's got a multi-million pound empire that she's building. She's in fashion, she's in makeup, she's obviously got her music, she acts. Like, it's not a case of, oh, you're in this nice little neat box. Yeah. That's what you, you can stick to. Like, I've got a lot of respect for her for, yeah, like I said, just doing what she pleases. And like, and then people will say to her, like, when are you having a family? When are you having children? And it's like, you're saying, why are you asking the things that I haven't got, the things I haven't done? Like, what about the things that I am doing and have done? No, I fully agree. I think, um, you know, she's made a whole empire for herself. She's such a businesswoman. I love so, it. It's really cool. We want to put it out there to our listeners, you know, do you identify as a feminist? Do you support feminism? Are you a feminist? And kind of have that question in mind whilst you're listening to this week's episode. And then I want you to ask yourself that question again at the end. First off, what is feminism? It's a massive, massive, you know, branch of thought thinking. And I think recently where there's been a big resurgence of the movement, a lot of people are fearful to associate themselves with feminists. And I knew a lot of people who would just write them off, like, I don't want to be around a feminist. Like, oh, are you a feminist? And I do think that there's an issue because it's such an umbrella term and there's so many facets to it where people were actually referring to a specific type of feminism rather than the actual concept in itself, which I can't imagine many people would actually be against I think also like in the media there's a lot of you know a stigma around being a feminist and kind of what it means and there's a lot of misinterpretations of it you know thinking that like women who are feminists are just really angry and and think all men are bad and like what all men do is bad like and I just don't think that is what the message that should be going out is at all I think it's like it's not about telling men off it's just about like changing the way our society works at the moment and just making things like more of an even playing field for women definitely like it's not a hate for men it's patriarchy the like system of patriarchy and there's a very big difference between the between that so you've got your like I said it's a massive Uh, branch of thinking but really quickly so you've got your liberal feminism which is what a lot is mainstream feminism is what a lot of people identify with and that's just the idea of freedom of women economically and politically and then within that you've got egalitarian liberal feminism so that's the belief that the government and politics should be supporting women and making up for the previous oppression that women have experienced systematically so that can be through like benefits welfare support affirmative action anti-discrimination laws so like the UK is quite big on that and then so that's more like your left-wing feminism and then on the other side of liberal feminism you've got your classical which is more right-wing and it's against state intervention so there shouldn't be any, you know, affirmative action or extra support for women. It should just be a case of the state needs to remove the laws which outright disadvantage women. And then you've also got your radical feminism, which I think is what a lot of people have an issue with and is also what the British media love to put out there, which is your more extreme, completely focused on women's oppression at the hands of men, criticising motherhood, families, 
um, all the institutions in society as being completely and fundamentally against women. And then from that, that like the most extreme vein of that is the political lesbianism, which is, you know, the groups that completely remove themselves from engaging with men whatsoever. But even within radical feminism, there's like a lot of fragmentation and a lot of issues between the groups. So disagreement on trans issues, the meaning of porn and sex and whether that's invaluable to women, whether it's hatred towards men or hatred towards patriarchy. So fun, I would say to like, if you're listening, have a look into the different branches of feminism that there are, because I think it is very much, you know, written off by a lot of people when it's actually, no, you are still a feminist. You just align yourself with like a different pool of feminism from someone else. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like religion and politics and anything. There's always going to be a whole spectrum and you've just got to find where you fit in in that spectrum and like choose what you want to believe. Just because there are extremists and, you know, all of these things doesn't mean that the concept altogether is, you know, not for you. You've just got to find where you fit in. Yeah. So should we talk about like some of the recent... Um, movements and like topics have come up a lot in the media and stuff so I think like recently there's been so many like successes for women in the media with like the body positivity movement Jamila Jamil was really big on that with um I weigh the I weigh campaign and then you've got like brands which are like increasingly recognizing that you know women do come in all like everyone comes in all shapes and sizes and just because you don't fit into that standard image of what it is to be a woman that doesn't negate from your femininity yeah I need to go back to Diana like that's her whole brand you know her makeup brand as well as her like Savage Fenty you know the all her like underwear and clothes and whatever like what she's all about is having a million different shades and having a million different sizes and you know and different styles and stuff so that everyone can feel like they fit into it and they can buy from there and it's not just you know yeah there's not just one set standard definitely one thing I will say which is really important for feminism is if you identify with radical liberal do what you got to do but make sure your feminism is intersectional and like that is the biggest thing and what that means is just the recognition of the different experiences of women from the BAME community you know different classes of women women different nationality all of those experiences are completely different the issues that they face are completely different for example when we're talking about Rihanna a big issue in you know makeup and fashion is representation of BAME women and you know young girls growing up and never seeing a a black lady in film or in a makeup campaign the shades never you know going up to their skin rate their tone in foundation so I think yeah there's a lot to be said about recognizing that you know, different women experience things in complete experience, you know, patriarchy and oppression in yeah. so many different ways, you know, the needs of, you know, us, our needs versus, and our experiences of gender inequality are completely different than a young lady in Sri Lanka. Yeah. And then, I mean, like trans women's rights, that's a whole other sphere. Um, obviously, like both of us can't really 
you know, we can try our best to understand it, but we could never fully get what it's like. You know, I mean, there's still a lot of transphobia, you know, online and just in general in society, a lot of people are uncomfortable with the idea or maybe just uneducated and unsure about what it is or what it means and where it comes from. But um, I mean, for me, one of my like favorite people that I sort of um, look up to and learn a lot about from um, who is a trans woman is Hunter Schaefer. I don't know if you've watched Euphoria. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I watched Euphoria and I just really loved some of the characters, especially hers. Um, and I thought it was a really cool program because, I mean, I've never watched anything that's had um, a trans, not only a trans actor in it, but someone who their actual character is trans in the story and it's like fully mentioned and part of the narrative. So, you know, she's fully embraced in this story and her body and her like, you know, her individuality and all everything is all put into the show and it's like celebrated. And I think that celebrated, but also not singled out. And I just... Yeah. That was one of the first things I watched and I like had to follow her straight after on Instagram and like yeah she just puts out such a positive message and she's all about you know raising funds for trans people who need to have their surgeries done or whatever they need to fully transition and I just think like the messages she sends out in general not just about like being trans but just positivity and women and equality and yeah body positivity and all of that is just really cool so yeah I think she would definitely be a role model for me. No I think it's like really good and really important for there to be like increased representation of all types of women in the media like it has such a big impact on individuals developing their identity and feeling more secure within themselves. Yeah, I mean, this representation is pretty cool, but I think like when you peel back the layers and you think about, you know, yeah, she's being included in this show and everything, but is she definitely getting paid the same amount as her male counterparts? Because I, I know like Jennifer Lawrence has been pretty open in the past about, you know, just not getting paid anywhere near as um, the amount of other people like in the Hunger Games, like the other actors, the men in it. And I think it's crazy, like especially when she's been the main character in so many films and like obviously worked so hard for it. And um, yeah, it's just weird that it's it's such a like kind of accepted thing. Like obviously a lot of us don't agree with it, but it's like, yeah, like that's normal. That's how, what it is. Like, isn't that weird? It's so strange. Definitely. Even like it applies to us though, like, so many of the men that I know they get paid significantly more than women and they do the exact same job and dare yeah. I say it to a lesser degree of quality yeah. um so in the UK it's a 6.5 percent average pay gap which between men and women which works out to be about one pound 65 per hour which makes a big difference like when you add a 40 hour working week that's like yeah. 50 pounds nearly of difference and you've got to remember that like with averages that's just the middles kind of you know so there's going to be people getting paid men getting paid way above like one pound 60 more and then there's you know obviously people below it but yeah exactly and then like even beyond pay so when we talk about representation so in the UK, the employment sector, 71% of women of working age are in employment. 
80% of men. So it is, you know, and that's in relatively increasing over the past 30 years or so. But then also there's a lot to be said about the oppression and the kind of prejudices and discrimination that women experience in the workplace, you know, whether it's sexual assault, outright sexual assault, whether it's, you know, just being never given, you know, the more strenuous, hardest task compared to male counterparts. Obviously, then there's issues of promotions, how they'll sooner, often sooner go to men than women, again, in contrast to the actual performance quality of the two individuals. And then as well, like the Me Too movement, I think really illustrated that, particularly in the entertainment industry, but also made people a lot more aware of it within like their own businesses. So the idea of women being sexualized in their workplace and it being used as a bargaining chip, but also used against them in order to get to higher places. Yeah, no, I think it's really helped with like accountability, you know, because a lot of people I know, especially in the music business, where a lot of people, like, it's quite easy to get away with that kind of thing because a lot of meetings and just like general work that they do isn't extremely formal. And so I think it is a lot easier and like often, you know, with gigs and all the stuff that happens behind the scenes there, there's often like drinking alcohol and all of that stuff and drugs and whatever goes on there involved. So it's like a lot of it can kind of be pushed to the side and be like, no, did that happen? And like, you know, so I don't know. I think, um, yeah, it's made a big difference with accountability now just because a lot of people have realized that they can't get away with it or you know or they're in fear that they might get caught so it's like now that it's been recognized and you know there are consequences to these things it's definitely I think improved yeah behavior obviously hasn't got rid of it because there's yeah I think it's made a lot of people women included really have a look at their internal stereotypes and their internal ways of looking at other women where you know we're not just sexual objects for the benefit of other people. We're not there to be for the pleasure of others and to be touched and to be, you know, looked at in that type of way. Like, I don't know about you, Lily, but I've definitely, I think I've been very lucky in my experiences as a woman, but my big thing has always been kind of like the nightclub culture and the idea of people thinking that it's okay to touch me just because I dress a certain way or, you know you, you can just tell the way that a man will look you up and down and you are literally it's the epitome of being objectified like you are not a person inside there you are just an image for them to kind of gawk at and yeah I think the me too movement it really did make a lot of people take a good old look in the mirror about the way that they treat women around them and kind of appreciate that that is an actual human being yeah, definitely. I think, um, yeah, I mean, I've had some similar experiences to you and I just think it's about like make, making people realise that that kind of behaviour just isn't acceptable and that there are consequences at the end of the day. Definitely. But yeah, I mean, we're definitely seeing like some progress and improvement, like, you know, specifically in Nottingham, um, we've seen Nadia Whittam, she's actually was elected and was the youngest MP to be elected in Nottingham and also the first minority ethnic MP in Nottingham. So that was pretty cool. I mean, she's 
really fought for her cause. She's part of the Labour Party. And um, yeah, I mean, she's really like risked a lot for her cause. She basically stood up against a bill um, that her party was supporting. Um, She believed it was anti-human rights and would, you know, and this wasn't okay for her. And instead of just going with what she knew her superiors wanted her to do, she stood up against it. Um, And she continually fights for the equality of um, ethnic minorities and women. And she's also just, like we said, so young. I think it's amazing to see like a young woman, especially from the BAME community, being so engaged like politically. And yeah, when you think about all the people that she would have fought for to get into that position, like it is inspiring. One thing like that I've noticed a lot, you know, being at uni is that a lot of people are really intimidated when they see like a woman, an intelligent woman, um, kind of having a conversation or in a position of power, if that's in, you know, a lecturer or like a boss or, you know, someone who's a stage above them. I think there's a big issue where a woman will say something and it will just be completely dismissed. But then if a man was to say the exact same thing, it's the best thing since sliced bread. So I think it is so important, yeah, for there to be women represented in positions of power and recognised for the intellectual value that we do all have. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, we need like women representing us and fighting for, yeah, the things that we need. Like we know that everyone has been struggling in COVID, but it has been, you know, particularly difficult for women who might be juggling their work and their children and the home like obviously I'm not saying that that is a woman's role but still today like a lot of women are given that role so that is what they're dealing with and yeah like you know a lot of women aren't managing to have a break from it all now because they don't get to go out of the house to work or to do anything so definitely a lot of women are in need of support and as we know like domestic violence rates have gone up by a lot because people are trapped at home that it's really hard to get out it's you know they're even more isolated from their friends and family and people who might help them get out of a bad situation or might be there for support so um yeah this has definitely been a really difficult time for a lot of people but there have been some initiatives to try and improve this a new initiative by boots is um telling people to ask for Annie if they go in there Um, and this basically is a way of signaling without maybe their partner or whoever it is that is putting them in this bad situation and knowing that they're asking for help so they can then be taken into a private consultation room for emergency support and for for some people you know this is a lifeline this is the only way that they can get help um, without you know risking their safety even more than it already is um so yeah i mean we've got a few numbers um and places for support if you are experiencing any of this or if your friends or family are experiencing this so nottingham central women's aid um there's a domestic violence number which is 0115-960-7943 um there's also nottingham women's center And they offer a whole host of things like training, uh, counselling, advice and guidance for employment, benefit access and um, women's voices groups, showcasing debates, discussions. Um, So not only can you get help there, but you can also just get a bit more educated and learn about other people's views and experiences 
um, and, you know, express your own views? So I think, you know, when we look at International Women's Day and feminism in 2021, I think you'd agree, Lily, like women are in a much better position than, say, our mothers were when they were our age. You yeah. know, we're, we've got a lot more weight of the law supporting us. There's, you know, greater recognition for our rights as equals and the, op the opportunities that we should be afforded and the right that we have to choice in whatever we pursue in life. But there are still a lot of issues that need to be overcome. There's a lot of discrimination that women are subject to and inequalities. So we want to kind of put it out there to you guys. You know, when you ask yourself at the beginning of the show, are you a feminist? If you said no, having listened to the show, ask yourself that question again. Are you a feminist? I can't imagine why you wouldn't be, to be honest. <laughs> That's forcing my views on. Um, so if you've been affected by any of the issues we've spoken about in this week's show, we would love to hear from you. So you can contact me on Deja, that's D-E-J-A at fmbradio.com. And you can contact me, Lily, L-I-L-Y at fmbradio.com as well. So I think that's it for today. Uh, we will be back in two weeks time on Sunday, like always at 6 p.m., um, we really hope that you enjoyed this show and we look forward to chatting to you next time.